first guest today had the privilege of working for the great St. Pope John Paul II for 12 years in the English language section of the Secretariat of the State. While her work did not involve a lot of direct contact with Pope John Paul II, she was privileged to participate in many of the appearances that he made. She notes that, quote, the greatest event in her experience was World Youth Day 2000 when he made it possible for two million young people to actually touch and feel the Lord of Heaven and Earth. I will never forget that day until I die. Welcome to Epiphany, Sister Yvonne Mary Laux for coming on the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. What a privilege. It's so such an honor to talk to you, and I have to tell you, I'm a little jealous there, sister, because uh, Pope John Paul II is one of those people I would have loved to have met in my lifetime. Uh, mm-hmm. What an amazing experience to have worked with him for 12 years. Right. It was. It was beautiful. It was something, I mean, I never expected I was assigned to go to Rome. I didn't know what the job was going to be, and then I found out that that's what I would be doing. Um, the job, I can tell you real quickly, it was, um, I worked, as you said, in the Secretary of State, and we were responsible primarily for communication. So between him and those who, who wrote to him, those who he responded to, which was just about everybody in the world. Of course, I, we were wow. restricted to English language, but that was, that's pretty, that's a lot of people in the world. Wow. So it was, uh, so that's, that was my privilege, and I, I'm always, I'll always be grateful for that. Sister, what kind of, I mean, I'm obviously not sharing personal stuff, but what kind of letters would you get that you'd be responding to on behalf of uh, Pope John Paul II? Well, it's actually everything that everybody wrote to him. And, um, you know, obviously, I think, I think most people probably would, if they think about it, would probably realize that the, he especially, because he was so beloved, um, but the Pope really can't read all the mail that comes in. Um, because it's really by the thousands every day. And so um, it's, the Secretary of State is divided into sections. And um, one of the largest sections is English language, because English is, is spoken pretty much all in many, many countries in the world. So a lot of mail came. And there were actually about seven of us uh, sisters, religious sisters, working um, in that area. And we were responsible for various various countries that spoke English, and I um, was, I was, had the good fortune, I think, or the blessing of having been assigned to the United States, mm-hmm. so very close to my heart, mm-hmm. and um, people wrote everything that they would ever write to a deeply spiritual and loving man, um, wow. so, and so then we, we were, uh, had to, um, you know, kind of, uh, Put the set the letters up. Write a note on it about it's about this. It's from this, and send it to him. And of course, then we got they came back um, with instructions about uh, what what needed to be said. Um, usually, uh, I think if people have received a letter or response from the Holy Father, they usually uh, got a letter something like this that said the Holy Father has received your letter and. He's pleased to send you this response or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, assuring them of the prayers, of his prayers and his concern and all that. So it couldn't be too detailed, but it was enough to let everyone know that he got their message. Wow. So um, that, was, that was pretty much what we did. So Sister Ivan is a, is a sister of the Religious Sisters of Mercy in Elma, Michigan. How did you end up with that assignment? 
Um, I don't even know. I think what <laughs> happened was that our superior general at the time um, was received a call, um, and um, one of the the um, members, or the actually the he was the um, department head of the English language section, was in the United States at that time. Uh, someone must have told him to call us, so he called her and said, um, I, I, need, I need a sister, and um, could you send one? Well, then the next step was I got a call, and that was, you're going to Rome, and so I went to Rome. So that wow. was, I, I didn't know, I didn't apply for the job or anything, yeah. I just had no idea. So, Sister, I know you had the privilege of uh, experiencing World Youth Day 2000. Can, what, what can you share with our listeners about that experience? Uh, it was, um, the, what I can say is that it was like um, what he did, what, Holy, what the Holy Father did at that time by opening that World Youth Day, to be in the midst of two million young people. I can't even, I don't know if I'd ever have that experience again. It was overwhelming. And they were, um, I think the happiness, that was another thing. The happiness that was present um, among all the people that were there, um, it was almost, it was so contagious. It was, it was tangible. It was, um, I, I honestly had the experience of, of touching eternal life. It was, um, it felt to be, you know, I, I, I just thought I had gone to heaven for a little while. Mm-hmm. And um, it, was, it was so uh, powerful. And I just thought this, this man, this pope, this beloved pope, very holy pope, has made this possible for all of these young people to experience the Lord of heaven and earth. He, he just opened the doors. And, you know, that was in his inauguration speech, open the, wide the doors to Christ. Yeah. And that's just what he did. Mm-hmm. So it, I'll, I'll never forget it, ever. So, Sister Yvonne Mary, what can you share with our listeners here in Epiphany um, about Pope John Paul II that we may not know? Hmm, let's see. Um, oh, yeah. He just, he was very, um, I, I, I saw him a couple times that were, you know, they were unexpected times. Yeah. And um, he just was always very, very human, very kind. Um, he knew so much. I, I remember the first time that I met him, um, you know, when I first started working there. Uh, my uh, supervisor, boss, was there. Um, his name is Cardinal Harvey now, but he wasn't a cardinal then. He introduced me, and um, he uh, he just got my name out, and the Pope responded back from Alma, Michigan. So, you know, I, I thought, wow, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. he's got a, he's got hundreds and hundreds of employees under him, yeah. let alone, um, you know, the world. So... Um, he just did some amazing things. I can say that um, I have I have read in you know just because of where I was, I read summaries of miracles that took place right in front of, you know, right there at St. Peter's. Um, it, that was a, that was very powerful. Detailed summaries of actual healings that took place because he touched someone, wow. or um, they received a blessing from him. 
um, that was that was ordinary for him. He it was like he took no credit for it. I mean, it was no big deal for him. It was just that these people's lives were changed forever because they were healed. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I saw I saw on the one side the people so so happy. On the other side, matter of fact, let's you know he just he kept um, going on with what he normally did. He he just was. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say in terms of... Well, no, of that was perfect. You know, Sister, okay. and I'll tell you, his humility uh, speaks volumes yeah. about him totally understanding that God was working through him. It wasn't him. It was Jesus Christ working through him. And that speaks to yeah. his humility. And I, Yeah. You know what? I want to he ask knew you this. that. Yeah. And then I think that's where his... Why people loved him so much, because they saw that humbleness in him. Um, and, and he did go on bragging about that. Like you said, it was just part of his everyday everyday life. Sister, let me ask you this. Having worked there for 12 years, what was your reaction when you found out uh, that he was, uh, you know, uh, set to become a saint and obviously now a saint? What was your, was it a surprise to you or like, oh, yeah, of course, you know, uh, knowing what you knew uh, about him? Yeah. No surprise at all. No surprise at all. I have to tell you one thing that happened. It was actually at his funeral. And um, it was just, it was another one of those experiences where his presence at the funeral was tangible. I mean, you just knew that his, he was there. Um, but it was, the funeral had just ended and um, they were ready to take his body back into St. Peter's uh, to inter his body in the tomb that he had first been been placed in, but he, um, all of a sudden, the crowd started shouting, Santo Subito, which means, make him a saint right now. He is a saint right now. And, you know, I, that was true. Mm -hmm. Uh, The whole world recognized that, and, and it was represented in that crowd, but I, I don't know how many people came to that funeral, but there was at least a million I mean, the the streets were packed all night, every night. People just moving towards St. Peter's. Um, it, it just, you know, the world knew it. The world responded to him. And that's what I saw. I saw that, you know, I saw him and I, I was in equal wonder at being in his presence. But the, um, it's not that it, it was, he didn't make himself to be a great man. He mm-hmm. just allowed us to touch the divine. He... Mm-hmm opened wide the doors to Christ, and he allowed us to touch the Lord. And that's how I always felt with him, and that's how it was. It, you know, that crowd shouting out, Santo Subito, mm-hmm. um, it was enough to blow you right over. Yeah, that, that actually gives me chills and brings tears to my eyes. That's so beautiful. Um, before we let go here, Sister uh, Yvonne Mary, I don't know if you have an epiphany moment uh, that you want to share with us. We ask our guests often what, what moments, those aha moments that you have had on your faith journey. Do you have anything to share with our listeners here? Well, I had, you know, with him, I had, um, I had the sense um, at the very, it was, at, it was at, actually at his funeral, mm-hmm. and um you know, I had I had just read the Old Testament story of uh, Elijah having been taken to heaven, and um, his his disciple prayed, "Please, please grant me a double portion of your spirit, so I can mm-hmm. carry on your spirit." Mm-hmm. Well, I forgot what the line was exactly. So at his funeral, I just had I was so um, I had just had such a strong impulse. 
um, to say, please grant me half of your spirit so I can carry on this mission, and that's what I said. That was the prayer. It was a mistake, though, of course. I should have said double portion. But when I, um, sort of after that, when I was finished and I, I left Rome in um, 2009, so that was four years after he died, I couldn't wait to get back because I just wanted to share the spirit that I, I found that I knew. And I know you can't walk into a group of people and say, wow, this is what I experienced, and I know you want to hear about this. You want to hear about my trip. Not that at all. I just wanted to share his spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think I've been given the opportunity many times, and I hope that I do it to the day I die. Wow, that's beautiful, sister. Thank you so much for coming on Epiphany and sharing this story with us. Thank you for asking me. It's my privilege. Yeah, thank you. God bless to you.